1: Well, welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show here with
2: Andy Brand Bernard
1: and Tom is on a phone call and I am Cassie Schrader. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Joe Parilla to explain how Amazon is going to benefit New York, New Jersey and Virginia. We'll be right back here on the Tom Bernard Show.
3: Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Tell us about this warranty for life thing. I, you, know, you know, you understand a lot more about this than I do.
2: Well, of course.
3: I know you're not an
2: automotive mechanic. So let me tell you a cool story. This just happened a couple of days ago. I got an email. Somebody emailed me at Doug at Walzer.com and he goes, hey, I bought a 2005, and I think it was a Honda Accord, back in 2014, having some problems with the engine. Uh, do I have any coverage? So...
3: That's really nice. Very professionally <laughs> delivered from Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest?
4: Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap.
3: I'm rocking out, man. <laughs> You're kind of doing like Olivia Newton-John music today. What's that all about?
1: I don't know. This is from Footloose.
3: <laughs> it's I Need
1: a Hero. Bonnie Tyler. I Need a Hero. It's so funny because my, my 12-year-old son... He like likes the song, and one time you, I caught him jam into it. I'm like, oh, "What are God. you doing?" Here we go. So, I don't know. I just like the song. I'm like, okay.
3: so sorry. I had to duck out a couple of times, but they were they were pressing. One was a legal issue, and one was a bit station business issue. So, I had to take care of them. I apologize. Joe Perilla with us. I know. And is it Perilla? Do you pronounce it Perilla, Joe?
5: Yeah, Perilla's great.
3: I Just wanted to make sure I got the name right because. One thing about my family, whenever I pronounce Italian names correctly, is that a Spanish name or, or Italian?
5: It is, no, Italian. You it have is a Italian. Reason. If it was Italian. Spanish, it would be Parilla.
3: Parilla, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. If it were that's Spanish, right. it would be pronounced Parilla. But um, Parilla, Joe Parilla, according to Joe Parilla, the Brookings Institute, yes. institution leaders in uh, North Virginia and New York have signed up to try to make this work. If done right, these two global metros could invest in shared regional assets, not only benefit Amazon, but also workers. Uh, how Amazon HQ2 can benefit cities? Two billion dollars it costs them. Is that right, Joe? It costs the city of New York or the state of New York, I guess maybe.
5: Yeah, very significant amount of potential tax incentives that, uh, in this case, it's really the state of New York has put forward the bulk of. The That's market. what I thought. Yeah, it's a big number.
3: Yeah, $2 billion, and uh, a lot of people are saying now on the news shows around, you know, cable television and all the rest of it, New York didn't have to spend that money. They would have come to New York anyway because they need the personnel that has the ability and knowledge to do what they do. I don't think anybody's moving any place without being paid to do it. Do you?
5: Well, I think in this case there are, there are companies uh, coming across in making these corporate relocations decisions all the time, then yes. they are doing that within a system in which the core drivers of that decision are access to a qualified workforce, infrastructure, perhaps there's a geographic component to it. The, the tax incentives are really, really a marginal factor when it comes down to these decisions, yet uh, companies know that because cities and states have these incentive programs and they're competing with one another, for this investment, that they can ask for uh, large incentive packages and probably get them yes. even if they already were going to that location for the other reasons that I mentioned earlier that are the core drivers of the decision.
3: I think oh, I understand completely. You know what's amazing to me, is it okay if I just call you Joe? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The The amazing thing to me is there. there is, of course, the argument that uh, – Jeff Bezos has taken advantage of the American people by by jobbing the U.S. Postal Service out of money. Uh, I guess is their their opinion on the whole deal. Seems to me that keeping mail carriers uh, on the job is more important than that. But uh, you know they have to have people don't mail letters like they used to. The United States Postal Service has to have things to deliver, and if Amazon is, is even half of their business, even at a reduced rate, it's well worth having that business in place, isn't it, Joe?
5: Well, that's a question that is certainly up for debate. It's, it's right. not one that I've right. looked at closely. Uh, but I think what you're driving towards is is the acknowledgement that Amazon is, is now has its Uh, its hands in so many business lines. The company is so big. It's grown from about 34,000 employees in 2010 to 575,000 employees worldwide in 2018. That is staggering growth. And the consequences of that are that it's competing with a lot of existing businesses, a lot of government entities, as you noted, the U.S. Postal Service. And its scale means that it is uh, expanding to new locations, which is why it staged this competition to choose uh, two headquarters sites. Right.
3: One thing I would say, Joe, that I'm I'm not real fond of, and I understand that the the woman who said it is very young. She suffers from youth, as they used to say. (laughs) But when you hear that your state of New York kicked in $2 billion to attract Amazon and when a newly elected official, Miss Ocasio, I, I think that's her name, she's only 23 or 24, something like that, and she said look we can't have businesses like amazon uh jobbing people out of money i mean come on it's a billion dollar company you know you should know what you're talking about before you make a statement like that yeah it's a it's a billion dollar company times 1000 they're a trillion dollar company now aren't they aren't they the first trillion dollar company in the world or is that uh they're
5: the, they're nearing it they're either there it, it kind okay. of depends on their stock price yeah right? yeah, yeah. Massive. Second largest in the world. Second
3: largest corporation. See, I just think that that, that for a public official to make a statement like that, saying it's a billion-dollar company and we paid $2 billion to draw them, that doesn't sound good. But if it's a trillion-dollar company, the $2 billion is not that much money. I just think there's a lot of confusion, and that's why people do get upset. Um, yeah, yeah, It'd be nice if Amazon paid the same freight as everybody else at the USPS, but again, all of those jobs... That they're going to keep alive and keep safe and keep in place, I think is well worth it. Uh, I shop Amazon all the time. Joe, I'm sitting two seats down from my son. I don't care if it's toilet paper and paper towels. He's getting it from Amazon. That's just how it is, you know. Uh, It's a good business.
5: Yeah, well, I think the what you're driving towards is a little bit of a disconnect, right? On the yeah. one hand, yep. the public is generally satisfied with Amazon. Yes. Like if you ask the average person, what do you think about Amazon? Mm-hmm. They're not associating it with this competition. They're not Correct. thinking about uh, the the challenges that it's facing around antitrust uh, in Washington. Right. And they they their day-to-day interaction with the company is generally pretty positive. Now, I think when you ask them, you know amazon wants to put 25,000 jobs in your city most would say great those jobs are going to pay on average $150,000 mm-hmm. uh nobody is is going to look at that amazing scale of well-paying jobs and say that's a bad thing the question is a how much um public subsidy went into yes uh, acquiring that investment and There's a debate about that. And then B, who who benefits from that and what happens when uh, a large tech company creates that many high paying jobs in a city? Right. I think Mm -hmm. as evidence, Amazon has grown significantly in Seattle and uh, has created a lot of wealth in the process, a lot of prosperity. But there have been costs to that growth, meaning. Seattle hasn't invested in housing um, to keep up with that growth They haven't invested in transportation and perhaps no government could because of the numbers that I just put forward. I mean, in a, in less than a decade, Amazon uh, grew by 10 X. So I think the question that is, is before, you know, these two cities is how do we, how do we grow together with Amazon in a way that uh, leads to shared prosperity? And I think there is a, a whole bunch of things that, uh, these governments can do in tandem with Amazon to make this work for as many people in places as possible.
3: Do you think Joe, that they will, the, these government workers will do that work because it, for some reason right now, and I don't know what it's all about, but getting people to actually do their jobs and pay attention is not all that easy to do these
5: days. Well, I, I think there is an incredible incentive for them to mm-hmm. uh, get this right. I mean, I at this so. point there has been so much media scrutiny On this particular deal that i can imagine the elected officials so the mayor of new york the governor of of new york state the local officials in northern virginia and the governor of virginia uh, they have raised this issue uh, to the top of uh, the public's attention and there will be scrutiny and there will be actually a lot yes. of pushback about it. So I, I have I have a sense that they will be doing everything they can to get it right.
3: Joe, I, I will tell you, just uh, based on that, we're here in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. And Amazon showed some interest in coming here because Minnesota is one of the wealthiest states in the entire country. There are, what, 6 million people here. And, and the people here make a lot of money. They, they just do. Not to say there's not a homeless problem and there there is poverty, but not as widespread as in most places. There's no question. But there were a lot of articles in the local newspapers about the fact how Amazon kind of screwed Minnesota over because they pretended they wanted to come here when in reality they never, ever were going to come here. Do you think that's true or just the fact that Minnesota didn't make the mark and it was time to move on?
5: So I should say that Minnesota is actually my home state. I grew up in St. Paul. So Uh-oh. I, uh,
1: <laughs>
5: so, uh, I, you know, Minnesota has, has proven to be the home for a lot of large global corporations. So the notion yeah. that uh, Amazon wasn't considering Minneapolis-St. Paul, I, you know, I think there's actually a lot to that would attract Amazon to that region. Um, yes. Just the fact that it is a well-educated place. The fact that it has proven to be able to be home to to large global companies. Uh, Ultimately, I think Amazon, because of the scale of the jobs, 25,000 jobs is uh, a much smaller share of, say, the New York regional labor market or the DC regional labor market than it would be in Minneapolis, St. Paul. So ultimately, I think this decision, because of the unique nature of this headquarters, did come down to scale in a way that favored these larger uh, metropolitan areas over, say, a, a, sure. a, you know, still relatively large and prosperous place like Minneapolis, but it's just not going to compete on the same scale as New York.
3: No, and everybody, I hope everybody understands that, that New York is New York. It's a very, very special place. I love New York, Chicago. I'm not a not a huge, well, wait a minute, I should ask you, where do you live right now? I live in D.C. Oh, thank God, because I was going to say I don't like L.A. <laughs> but anyway, So (laughs) I'm just not a fan. There's too many people there that are just not, there's not a whole lot of substance. But good for those kids. But uh, being around, boy, and how long have you been living in D.C.?
5: I've been here for 10 years now.
3: And did you work for somebody in political office? Is that why you moved there?
5: Uh, I moved because I was interested in public policy, but I've actually never worked directly in politics.
3: I, well that's we need more people like you that are that are interested in public policy don't you think there, we need somebody paying attention at all times Joe as far as I'm concerned
5: yeah, I agree I yeah
3: agree. it's pretty interesting uh the book's called how Amazon hq2 can benefit cities I do agree with you completely. I think some people are going to be upset. It's just any time you use taxpayer money. But you know what? They kind of skip over things like these lawsuits that CNN is filing, and then we have to fight back, and then the recounts and all that stuff. You know how much money was wasted on that? And I know that you want to get the count right, but the count didn't change at all. Uh, In in Georgia, it was a complete waste of time. I think there was a $55,000 separation there, and, and now she's saying that there was voter suppression. So... I just really wish they would stop using public funds to fight their particular little personal battles. I, I really wish we could figure out a better way. Maybe people could contribute money to, to institutions that would take care of problems like that. I just don't think dumping those problems on the average taxpayer is a really good idea. I just don't. Why should we all have to pay for that?
5: Joe. The line's still open. That one I can't, oh, you know. I that never one li- is not. Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine yeah, I yeah. That's, uh... that's me <laughs> saying that, not
3: Joe. No, I understand, I understand what you're yeah. saying. But, uh, again, the book's called How Amazon HQ2 Can Benefit Cities. Joe Perilla, P-A-R-I-L-L-A. Joe, thank you very much for your time today, sir. You're a smart guy. I like, talk- I like talking to smart people. It's good. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Joe. Joe Perilla, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, uh, actually, public policy people get very touchy about the questions you ask them. Mm-hmm. He's a nice guy, though. He's a smart guy. Um, yeah, I, I, just, I, I just really wish that people who ran this country knew what the hell they were talking about. That would be really nice, mm-hmm. that people, uh, elected officials... I really, really wish that they would know what the hell they're talking about. And to allow this woman to have a recount, she she lost by 55,000 votes. What are we doing?
1: I don't know. And it's such a waste of resources. Huge
3: waste of and, money. And,
1: and money and time. I mean, and then the frustration of the voter, you know? I yep. mean... I, I remember my first presidential election and this is going to tie into our next guest was um,
3: our next guest is Kostaki.
1: No, there's I just added a guest. Oh,
3: you did? Yes. Oh, I was yes. not aware of that. Um, oh, there it is hiding under Joe's name.
1: Yep, Charles. Uh, <clears throat> my first presidential election was the Bush Gore presidential election and I had to go through <laughs> I'm like who's the president here because of all the shenanigans that was going yeah, on with that. Yep, and, yep. Oh, my gosh. And it seems like now, since then, it's every election cycle we have to go through this. It's going to get worse,
3: too. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons that happened is because Al Franken was successful in overturning the vote, uh, Norm Coleman, and there is no question they cheated. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt. I found 450 votes in my trunk. He won (laughs) by, what, 220 votes? Yeah, it was real close. Come on, man. Then Al paid the price by being all grabby. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, lost his job anyway.
3: I guess I don't know. Anyway, we'll take a break. Be right back, Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom with an update on my successful weight loss journey. I'm down 92.5 pounds, and I have the Sheehy Brothers and staff at Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth to thank. The Nutrimost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. This is a program. That Literally, it's a program that anyone can do, and you'll have great success, just like me, because it is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will be there for you every step of the way. Nutramost just wants everybody to live their healthiest life, so they're offering an early bird Black Friday sale for a very limited time. You, your family, and friends can receive 25 to 35% off the cost of a Nutramost program, and Nutramost will guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more. Nutrimos helped me change my life, and they can help you too. Health savings accounts are welcome, by the way. To schedule an appointment, call 763-333-7337, 763-333-7337 God, you are a weirdo today with the music.
1: What? This is Cyndi Lauper. There's nothing there I on. do like Cyndi
3: Lauper a lot, too, I though. love
1: Cyndi Lauper. Everybody
3: you're playing, I do like them. That is yes. true. I'm
1: kind of in an 80s, kind of that 80s synthesized type music mood today.
3: I could tell. I could tell. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> yeah. Charles Zeldin, our special guest. How are you doing, Charles?
1: I am doing very well.
3: Thank oh. you for having me. Glad to hear Deja Vu, Florida Recount of Redo. Redux. Some people say redux still, don't they?
0: Yeah. redo. It it doesn't really matter. It It just means it's happening all over again. (laughs) Why Florida? Exactly. Why Florida?
3: Well, I'll tell you what. uh, We had it in Georgia. We had it in Florida. There was no reason for a recount in Florida whatsoever. I mean, excuse me, in, in Georgia whatsoever. Actually, there was no reason for a recount. None of those... Uh, gaps have ever been closed before. The numbers were too big. No, They'd but, never but, but over... the
0: state of Florida after 2000 had simply decided, for yeah. certainty's sake, they would set hard and fast rules. A half percent, you get your machine recount. A quarter yeah. percent, you get the hand recount. Right. You don't have to ask for it. You don't call for it. It's, it's it's just automatic. Right, right. So we know it's coming, even though it's unlikely to change anything unless something really weird happens.
3: Yeah, something really – well. And it like...
0: normally doesn't.
3: Well, it did in Minnesota, of course, many years ago when Al Franken, they found 450 ballots in somebody's trunk, and he beat Norm Coleman by 220 votes. Yeah, although
0: although the only reason it got that close was because they they were fighting over the nature of what it wasn't and what was a valid mail-in ballot. And that's a fight you have with every recount. Yes. And that's where the big dispute goes in, Uh, 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 mail-in ballots and provisional ballots. Uh, because there, you're determining do we count it or not, Yeah As opposed right, exactly. to just simply counting
3: it. Well, now they want to count everything. Is that true, Charles? Everything should be counted now. From from what I I'm well, hearing.
0: ideally, ideally, the goal is to count every valid vote. Valid. What vote, we fight yes. over right. is what is the valid vote, and with absentee ballots, that's an open question. With provisional ballots, that's an open question. So the real fight isn't. Do we look at these and do we exclude ones that aren't valid, that the, the fight is over what determines validity? And how long yep. should a, a voter have to fix a problem? No. By coming in personally to the voter, you know, supervisor's office, showing their ID, proving who they are who they are. Do you give them a day? Do you give them three weeks? Um, you know, you want to give the voter a chance to correct errors if, they, if there is an error. But at some point, you've got to say, this is, this is valid and this isn't, and that's what the fighting is over
3: about. You know, what's amazing, Charles, is I—I I think I hold the world record, and I should be put in the uh, Smithsonian because I've voted Democrat and I've voted Republican and I've voted Independent, and not one person I've ever voted for for president has ever won.
0: <laughs> I, for a long time, I knew that feeling.
3: <laughs> I'm telling you, honest to God, you know what that means, Charles. Of course is that I was one of the three or four people that voted for Walter Mondo.
0: Well, you weren't alone. I voted for him, too.
3: Well, so you and I took the pipe. on Wasn't it uh, Minnesota and and D.C., wasn't it, the only two areas?
0: That was pretty much it, uh, although I wasn't voting in Minnesota, so my vote didn't count. You know,
3: in <laughs> so there um, you go.
0: But, no, it, it, look, it, it happens. You know, there are, there are sweep elections. Uh, yes. There are candidates who do very well and candidates who don't. And, and the, as long as the gaps are bigger than 1%, 2%, it doesn't really matter yeah. if there's a little, a little problem on the edges. Because definitely then it's not enough to change the outcome. Yeah, I see
3: but what you're saying. But when the
0: votes are close, when we're talking tens of thousands of votes, sometimes even hundreds of votes, when every vote needs to be counted in order to count, um, well, then the system isn't really very well designed
3: oh yeah i I would definitely agree you know, with that i, I, I
1: absolutely... we just
0: don't we just don't have a system that is capable of counting every single vote as accurately as we need but in ninety eight percent of the time, maybe even ninety nine percent of the time, the gaps are big enough that, that 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 problem on the edges doesn't matter. We get the right candidate the people's choice is is is, 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 is chosen is elected you don't have a reason to dispute or, or worry about the outcome other than not liking necessarily who wins. But when it's really close, that's when we begin to see the flaws in the system. Yeah. And, yep. and you know, it's underfunded. Uh, it, it's run very decentralized. It, 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 and worse yet, it's run by partisans who have a stake in the outcome.
3: Well, and that's, that was going to be my next question for you. I've been in radio for 48 years now. And uh, whether it's television or radio... Um, the way listenership was measured has changed so many times over so many years. I, I've been on the KQ Morning Show in, in Minneapolis-St. Paul now for 33 years. We've had phenomenal ratings for 33 years. But the one thing I've noticed w- with this latest iteration of, of uh, the voting system, and they don't like me to say their name, they don't like anybody who's on the air to say their name, but so that's fine. But I have noticed in television and in radio, everybody gets a trophy now. I don't know why that happened, but I have noticed that everybody gets a trophy now. So there are no people that, oh, you don't have any ratings at all. Now everybody's got some ratings. How did that change is what I'd like to know.
0: Uh, Well, partly it was the ability to be more accurate. To, to, to with, uh, again, so so much of your ratings now is depending on on uh, uh, online streaming. It's depending yes. On, yes. on on machines that we now can can register what they're doing. I mean, after all, you know, y- your phone is is spying on you, sort of thing. Your radio probably is also. Um, since we can tell that use that information, acquire that information, you can be much more exact as to the outcome. And so you can tell somebody they're getting a, a 1% uh, rating or a 30% rating or whatever it is. Right. Whereas in the past, they couldn't, so they just simply would give the numbers to the people at top and everyone else was sort of uh, also ran. It's the same sort of thing with voting. We can be more accurate if we, 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 we have the newest machine, if our, our supervisor elections and their teams are well-trained and well-prepared, but all that gets thrown out if the vote gets really close because nobody, yeah, okay, nobody can handle it. If, if you know, you, you had your, you, you, you had the the, the, the Coleman uh, uh, Franken dispute. You saw the you saw just how that can get messy. Uh, if Georgia had been a, about twenty-five thousand votes closer, they'd have gone through a recount. They'd be going through a a um, uh, a runoff right now. Uh, Closeness is the enemy of people who run elections. What they what they want, what they pray at the beginning of every election cycle is, please don't let it be close. Yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> in states like Florida, <laughs> we're right on the razor's edge. It's going to be close. Yeah,
3: it is. It, it, and, it and, is and, true.
0: And, and, and so we got to deal with it. And the problem was, in a couple of counties here in Florida, they just weren't ready to handle it, which added to the complexities and added to the mess.
3: And... and should we now, at this point, Charles, should we believe them when they come up with these numbers? Should we believe? I did notice today that Brenda Snipes resigned, or, or I guess apparently. She
0: retired, actually. But, oh, but, they said. But yeah. she, she, was re- she retired one step before being fired. Basically.
3: Okay, because it, um, I, on Newser, which is a news website, they say she, that, that, yeah. that she uh, resigned. They didn't say she retired. She but...
0: might have said resigned, but she's at the stage where she could call it retirement if she wants. The the, re, the yeah. reality is this: yeah. Brenda Snipes is not a horrible supervisor of elections by national standards. If she was handling a county that got a hundred thousand votes, if she was handling a county in a state that where where the gaps were five percent between candidates, there would have been no trouble in her office. Her problem was that she was supervisor of elections in Florida, where the votes are close, and in Broward County which is the second largest county, 800,000 votes to count. That's more people than in the state of Wyoming. And yeah. so what we needed was an exceptional supervisor of elections, somebody who's really, really good. She isn't. She's, she's at best mediocre. And, in, and, again, there are plenty of counties out there where she would have been a perfectly fine, mediocre enough, because the problems aren't there, not in Florida, not in Broward County. Yeah. I... And, and we paid the price for it.
3: Well, we did, and that's and that's really, really unfortunate. I, I, I just uh, because all of these okay, the two two races in Florida they ended up going to um, both of the Republicans there, from what I understand.
0: And the agriculture commissioner went to Democrat. Went to Democrat, right? Yeah, um, but there were three recounts.
3: Right, right. Uh, we now I I, I don't know because we did we spend some time in Florida in the winter, and I I can't. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but I can't remember the last time that Florida had two Republican senators and a Republican governor. I mean, that's
0: um, it's been a long time. since yeah. well, we've had a Republican governor for 20 years. Right, right, yes, more than 20 years. But we have always seemed to have a Democratic senator and a a uh, Republican senator, mostly because uh, uh, Bill Nelson, you know, ran ran yes. and won three terms.
3: Yes, exactly.
0: Um. So, but you know, Florida. Florida and Minnesota are actually kind of alike. Oh, we're yes, they are. We're both very purple states. Yes, we're they are. We're very purple states, <laughs> but the difference between the two states is, in Minnesota, all things being equal, you tend to break blue.
3: Yes, no question. It's
0: close, but the, the Democrats have this, that that yep. whatever reason, that little bit of advantage, so in a tie, it tends to go their way. In Florida, it's the opposite. When things are close, nine times out of ten, we're going to break blue. Break red. Yeah, see, I didn't. So I didn't while realize we're a that. very yeah. purple state, we have a very red government.
3: Yeah, that makes total sense to me. I, I just, um, it's interesting. I, 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 do you live in Florida?
0: Yeah, I've been in Florida for 25 years. Now. What part? Uh, Broward County.
3: Well, see, because I'm in. We spend a lot of time in the winter in in Palm Beach County. So you and I <laughs> pick the two yes, so nut. you understand the nut job spots of Florida, and I, of course, live in the nut job spot of Minnesota. So <laughs> hey, I love them well, both. Don't get me wrong. I love Minnesota and I love I, Palm Beach. But my God, there are a lot of goofballs.
0: There are, and 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 again, partly it's we're 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 a state of 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 migrants. Um. We're a highly diverse, South Florida is very diverse socioeconomically, racially, ethnically, you name it, we're diverse. And we got a lot of people. The three counties of Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach County are over 2 million voters. That's not population. That's just the people who vote. We're approximately a third, a quarter to a third of the entire vote of, of, of Florida comes just from these three counties.
3: That's amazing. It
0: makes the job hard.
3: Yeah, I would I would guess that's probably you know, true. It <laughs> makes the job very and, hard. And
0: so if a mistake is made here, it it's magnified. You know, if it gets made in a small rural county, if if you you know, if you get a if you get a mistake made up in the Iron Range by you guys, it matters, but it doesn't matter like if it happens in Minneapolis.
3: No, you're absolutely the right. The
0: numbers are just smaller.
3: Yeah. And y- that's the right.
0: situation we have here in South Florida.
3: Well, do you think I don't know. I, well for, first of all Broward County and Palm Beach County I I we, we've been going down there for god 40 years. And uh what people don't understand is why is Broward County and why is Palm Beach County so much different from most other places in Florida? It's mostly New Yorkers or cer- certainly uh no it, 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 we,
0: are, we, we 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 do joke that we are the, the, the sixth borough. Yeah, well you uh, got a lot of people it's true. we got a lot of people from the northeast to come down to yep. retire here. Yep. Now, in central Florida in, in southwest Florida, they come from the midwest. that's They're correct. More conservative. Um and but we we get we get a lot of the lefties from the northeast coming down here. Mhm. And uh, then we've got a lot of Latin uh, yeah, from all over—not just Cubans. You, anywhere there's, still, anywhere you can put the name Latin on it, they live in South Florida. We've got Haitians in South Florida, mm-hmm. um, and and you know we 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 are young. We're a a a, a society that is, you know, one third old and two thirds young sort of thing. Um, you know, because the, 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 we've got a young population here, and then we got all the retirees.
3: Right, no, that's exactly right. Think. I, I But, find that but it, in
0: Broward and Palm Beach County, they're more likely to vote Democratic than, than other parts of the state. I
3: don't know if you ever listen to a morning show called Paul and Young Ron out of Miami down there, Paul Castronovo.
0: <laughs> I've, been, I've been listening to them for, for 20 years.
3: Oh, Paul's a great friend of mine. We're very close friends. I did not realize that Miami is now 10% Caucasian, 70% Latin, and 20% black. I did not know yeah. that the numbers have gotten that big. Which it is, has it's really and Broward interesting.
5: County
0: is where Miami Dade County was oh, 10 15 years right, ago. Right. Right. And Palm Beach County is beginning to change.
3: It, it is absolutely.
0: You know, uh, I personally like it. I, I love I love the culture, I love no, the diversity. I agree. Yep. Uh, but it at the same time, it, it we are we are <laughs> we are different than say the Southwest Coast of Florida where yeah. where you've got a a very a white and somewhat homogenous and very midwestern sort of population. Yeah. And I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in the Chicago area. I love and, Chicago. You know, it's, it's a different it's a different place here.
3: All right, Charles, we'll go to Gene and Giorgetti in Chicago. We'll have dinner. It'd be phenomenal. You're on. Charles, you're a good man. I appreciate your time today, sir.
0: My my pleasure. Anytime.
3: Have a good day. Charles Zeldin, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Kostaki Economopolis next. this 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Are you rocking out over there, Cassie? He's had got, a George Michael. I like George Michael, too. I do. you got a lot of people that I like on today.
1: Speaking of George Michael, Dave Sch- Dave has always said after Freddie died, they should have put George Michael as the front man of Queen.
3: Well, probably probably true.
1: Well, he did an onstage performance.
3: That's probably true, and yeah. it
1: was phenomenal. I think he sang uh, Somebody to Love. Queen's Somebody to Love, I believe it
3: Somebody was. to love. I yeah. think you're right.
1: Yeah, yep, and it was right. phenomenal. And and George Michael's voice is so like underrated. I mean, he was such a great uh, artist. I wish... Um, we would have seen him succeed with something like that because he kind of fizzled out.
3: Well, he's a great artist, but nowhere near as great as Kostaki Economopoulos. Let's not forget it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. There's a segue. (laughs) Okay, Kostaki, uh, the, the order of the day is you cannot use the words foot and ball together.
1: Is that right? Good
3: luck. The Minnesota Vikings once again are driving me insane with their ineptitude. Oh god, it's Atlanta and Minnesota. What is with these two teams? They suck. They suck. It's very simple. <laughs> okay, well that's straight ahead pretty much. Well, Tom, they suck. That's the problem.
2: Well, in your case, the Bears are good and your team sucks. Somewhat.
3: Uh, <laughs> Gee, thank you. I feel better now.
2: In my case, the Cowboys are not good, and my team sucks totally. Yeah, so, it's just ugh. These, are, these are relative concepts.
3: Three good teams, the entire See, NFL.
2: There's three great ones, that's for sure. Yeah, three and Two great of them play NFL. tonight, and I'm going to the game. Oh
3: God, do you ever work?
2: Come on, I go once a year to a thing.
3: <laughs> I just use that on this Catherine. This very exciting. I, I use it on Catherine a lot. It's
4: wonderful. <laughs>
2: Uh, they moved it from uh, from Mexico City back to Los Angeles and so there's a bunch of tickets that were sort of lost in the translation. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. my friend calls me and goes, "Let's go." I'm like, "Yeah, okay. Let's well, go." It's
3: going to be fun.
2: Yeah, it's the highest over under in NFL history. It is. Uh, yes, it's it's expected to be the highest scoring game in the history of the NFL. Oh my god. How according great to Vegas. Is that?
3: How great is that? That's wonderful yeah. for you, man.
2: They expect to see more scoring than at Ryan Gosling's swimming pool. That's Thank a lot you. of scoring. Thank you very
3: much, ladies and gentlemen. Great see, to be that here. That could be
2: a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the over on this game and the party at Charlie Sheen's house. It's a lot of scoring. You is, see. He, is he alive?
3: <laughs> Charlie Sheen's got some. They problem, had to move
2: man. it for the field conditions in Mexico, right?
3: Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. What a horrible looking field.
2: Yeah, they saw the pictures, right? Oh, it's terrible. I don't know what's going on. I've been to Mexico. They have great grass. What happened down there? <laughs> it be... Is
3: that the same uh, kind of grass? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I
2: hope the Mexican ticket holders get to chance to travel to L.A. to see the game. But here's a suggestion, guys. Don't call your party a caravan. That's all I'm saying. Yeah,
3: I'm let's not. Can... Oh, speaking of that, <laughs> did you see what the, the, the police chief or the mayor or whatever of Tijuana said? No. His name is Carlos. Oh, yeah, the uh, Tijuanans are not happy about that caravan. The caravan has has arrived in Tijuana, and he said they're committing tons of crimes. There are tons of injustices. You people need to go home.
2: <laughs> wow, that's funny. <laughs> Isn't that phenomenal? That's,
3: funny. You people that's need a lot of crime come.
2: if it stands out in Tijuana. Yeah, oh, wow, for
3: real. It's exactly what I was thinking. My God, what kind of crime are you committing? I, I remember I went there once with Catherine, and I said, "You need to grab my arm and do not let go because I don't trust one person that I can see here." Right. Oh, when you God. go to
2: Tijuana, you park your car on the American side and you walk <clears throat> across the bridge.
3: You'll never get it you back. You don't want
2: to leave your car in that town. Mm,
3: yeah, you do not want to leave your car in Tijuana. Not a good plan. <laughs> i don't know matamoros what is it matamoros tijuana and what's the other oh yeah uh, juarez that's a beautiful spot oh. too that's nice juarez
2: i've been to juarez yeah too. me that's, too let's
3: yeah. not get machine gun to death shall we
2: if i remember right this has been like 15 years ago um it's the same deal where most of the tourists just go for the night right they just go and drink and run around and do fun stuff and yeah Buy viagra and come home um and you walk across the bridge, and if I remember right, it was a $0.50 cent toll, which I thought, this country has a cover charge, and they've decided that $0.50 cents is what it is. <laughs> yes. If
3: well, you don't have $0.50, cents, we don't need you in our country. That's $0.50. Cents. Sorry, you can't come in. That's terrible.
2: <laughs> So they had to move this game because of the field conditions. Thousands of Mexicans were going through there for various events, plus a ton of rain. It was Trump's worst nightmare, right? That's that's two of his least favorite things. Right, exactly.
3: (laughs) Rain. I can't go out the house when it's raining. I can't do it.
2: Apparently, Mahomes' only flaw is that he likes ketchup on his steak. Have you heard this story?
3: Yes. He, apparently, he likes ketchup on everything, and he says he's too embarrassed. He doesn't eat ketchup at all anymore because he's too embarrassed about it.
2: He feels that, yeah, he doesn't order it in the restaurant. Right. He just does it at home. <laughs> yes,
3: ketchup on everything. Hines heard
2: about this. Yeah. It, they offered him ketchup for life if he gets 57 touchdowns this season. I like it. Uh that's a funny, it's a good promo for them. It costs them nothing. And if it costs them something, it's even better because then it's a huge story. Um, that's nothing, though. If I get six laughs in a row, I get a free night's stay at the Lexington, Kentucky Motel 6. So that's nice. Like, that's any anytime six laughs, boom, free stay.
3: Unbelievable. <laughs>
2: Anyone? Bueller?
3: Nah, Bueller. 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 <laughs> I love it.
2: All right. Uh... While I was on hold, listening to your elections guy, I I saw this headline, the Redskins are signing Mark Sanchez. What? Which should be the beginning, middle, and end of Colin Kaepernick's argument.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That works for me. (laughs) Colin Kaepernick. Good God, Sanchez keeps getting jobs, and Kaepernick can't get a. Well, he could probably get arrested just for being a dick, but... (laughs) I mean, he's,
2: there's well, a guy. Easy to spot with that hair.
3: Do you know whose fault that whole Kaepernick thing is, is that damn Harbaugh? Is it Jim or which which Harbaugh was it that was a head coach that, that, that got rid of Alex Smith?
2: I get them confused. I, I think Jim too. was the 49ers Harbaugh.
3: Yeah, he's the one who made Colin Kaepernick a name for one year, and now we can't get rid of him. Thanks, Jim. And then Alex <laughs> Smith ends up two teams later breaking his leg, and he might never play again.
2: That hurt to watch, that oh, clip. I, I couldn't watch it. it.
3: I couldn't watch it. I saw the Joe Theismann one. That was enough for me for life.
2: It's the same universe of things. Oh. It, it's like condensing three hours of a Falcon oh. game into five seconds. It's, uh, it's painful. See, I'm
3: just shaking uh, like a madman.
2: So Alex Smith was an oot, a chief, and now a redskin. Is this the revenge of Thanksgiving's past? Is that what's happening? <laughs> <in this guy? laughs> yeah, what about that?
3: That's a possibility. That's a distinct possibility, as a matter of fact.
2: In fairness, the Washington team name is basically a haunted Indian burial ground. Right? <laughs> like
3: well, here. that's true.
1: Very it's true.
2: bad luck. Uh, it broke his tibia and fibula, which sound like the names of my aunts, by the way. <laughs> and, I, well, yeah,
1: and that's tibia,
3: true. Nice Greek names. Fibula.
2: Yeah. I do have a despina and an Anglica key, so it's pretty close. You have an angla key? Yeah. Um, Anglici, Kiki,
3: Aunt Kiki. Kiki, yeah, because got you got Sonia. Angelique is how you say it in, like, English.
2: I got a, yeah, right. I got a Sonia, a, a Tibia, a Fibula, a Despina. It fits right in there.
3: <laughs> it does. It sounds really good, I will tell you. It sounds really nice. That's all I have to say to you, sir.
2: Alex Smith's injury was so brutal. Oh. I'm not even going to have a drumstick this year. I'm just going to pass. Oh, God, I understand. I don't even like saying the words quick snaps. That's, it's painful.
3: That's true. Your name you is thought, It's your fault. <laughs>
2: it's my fault. And you thought bipartisanship was the most broken thing in D.C. Yeah. No, it's Alex Smith's leg. <laughs> oh,
3: God, that looked like it. And it was uh, a couple of really pretty damn good players that tackled him, so I'm not surprised that it broke.
2: I know they kept saying that Alex Smith broke his leg. No, no, it was those mean players from the other team. <laughs> he was he was <laughs> yeah, running. Right.
3: He was trying to get he away. He was
2: trying to avoid them. No, it did not work out.
3: <laughs> Ooh, that's, tough to, that's a tough row to hoe right there.
2: Yeah. That's What's the difference good. between Alex Smith and the Falcons? Um, Alex Smith still has a leg to stand on. That's the Thank difference. you. He's Thank
3: got you one,
2: very much. He's, he's got one good leg. <laughs>
3: great to be here. That's
2: all I know. <laughs>
3: You know, the Falcons
2: f- opened their new roof. Did you see this? Their, their no. fancy new stadium. They opened, the, they opened the roof for this game. I did uh, not see that. Not to let the sunlight in, to let the smell out. It's, a, it's not a good team.
3: What? Well, all they the smell think. of the team. I see what you're saying.
2: <laughs> they shouldn't open the roof. They should open the ground and bury them and be done with it.
3: God, you just reminded me of, of a friend of mine. From, and I don't know why he did this, but everything... You're talking about to let the smell out of the team and all the rest of it. I don't care if it was basically garbage or a toilet or a flower that he didn't like. Everything to him smelled like ass. (laughs) I'm like, what? That smells like ass. I'm like, how would you know that, first of all? (laughs) I don't really understand how you would know that. But everything, yeah, it was everything. It wasn't, it wasn't just that that smells bad or that smells like, you know, vomit or whatever. Nope, it was all asp, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I have a friend
2: who does that, too, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. No, this is oh, not yeah. that bad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that bad, I, I think. I don't know for sure. Maybe it is that bad. I just don't know.
2: Uh, Condoleezza Rice, there was some buzz that she could wind yeah. up the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. So how? A weird story. Uh,
3: Kasaki, I don't, how? it doesn't
2: make any sense. No, it doesn't. It's only in a world where a New York slumlord is an expert on California forestry. Well, that's, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cold, but it's true. <laughs> and let me tell you, it's a huge problem. It'd be a huge deal if we got it fixed. <laughs> Everything's used to him.
2: <laughs> God. It's hard to believe he's real sometimes when you watch. It's just like it's a agree. character?
3: Is I this, agree.
2: It's it seems like an SNL character sometimes.
3: I do want you to notice uh, that, but it didn't happen until you moved there. So, uh, uh,
4: you know, is that, is that right? <laughs> yeah, I
3: just I uh, would like to point yeah. out you moving there all of a sudden. Throwing my cigarette fires.
2: butts out the window. Yeah, yeah right. Yep,
3: yeah, that's exactly right. Hundred percent true. Way to uh, go.
4: Uh. <laughs>
2: Gruden and Carr were exchanging words on the sideline. Is that the most polite way to say argument? Yes. Exchanging words. Exchange. It sounds like a like a fluffy therapy exercise or something. Exchange some words. All right, we're gonna. Okay, one word for you. One word for you.
3: (laughs) Exchanging.
2: Carr and Gruden, that, what were they arguing about? The best way to spend, $100 million? Well, yeah, that's you the guys.
3: other thing. My God, Gruden's team <laughs> is moving to Las Vegas where they'll be worth about $10 billion. Eventually, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that team's going to be valuable. My God.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So they, they play in 2020 in Vegas. Yeah. And this year they're in Oakland. And they haven't yet decided where they're playing in 2019.
3: They might play at Sam um, Jones, from what I understand. Is that true over at the university?
2: It might be the university. It could be San Antonio. It could be San Diego. Oh, it could really? be L.A. Oh. It might be Oakland. There's a lot of choices on the table still. Um, you know that expression, what eventually, finally gets to Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. Yes, I do know that.
4: <laughs>
3: finally, eventually.
2: Frat boys rat boys plan their Vegas trip better than this. Like, yeah. boy, you don't know where you're going to be. <laughs>
3: That's true. in August.
2: Maybe you should work on this a little bit. Um, it's uh, here's my here's the headiest nerdiest joke. You ready for this one? I am ready. Uh, it. It. It's a shame. <clears throat> it's a shame Stephen Hawking is gone. It would have been good to ask him what happens when you move a black hole.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Boy, there's so many <laughs> jokes that back in the day you could have told, but not anymore. Yes, that's true. That era is over. Yeah, uh, that, that era's joke. that, that era is definitely over. <laughs> definitely. Oh, and I'm kind of glad it is to tell you the truth because a lot of pressure. Yeah,
2: it's, yeah. Probably best.
3: Yep, it's true.
2: Uh, yeah, Giants beat the Bucks after they almost squandered a 17-point lead. Uh, usually in New York, you only blow a big lead for Hamilton tickets. Oh huh? <laughs>
3: god, really? A, a big, big lead. Well yeah, yeah, I I got it. I got the reference. I'm good. <laughs> no, no, I no I got it. <laughs> Don't worry about my feelings. Oh God. Uh, you're amazing.
2: All right. Any any one of these could be the closer. Let's see. Um
3: <laughs> I like how you always warn me what any of these could be the closer.
2: I like <laughs> Well it's that. good to you know. We're we're hoping for a ducktail moment of a little bit of like, oh that's yes.
3: good. Okay. Thanks I understand calling. completely.
2: Uh the, li- the Lions practice in the snow, despite being a dome team, with their next three games inside. Yeah. Um, maybe they should practice at Foxborough, uh, just so they know what it's like to practice as a professional football team. Ooh, maybe that's a better.
3: That's cold. It's true.
2: The Lions should practice shoveling snow so they could do some work in January. <laughs> <'Cause> they're not. <laughs> they're not playing football, Tom. You see?
3: Okay, Brian Miller. <laughs> Snow no jokes.
2: All right. All right, I think this is the closer. Hugh Jackson joined the Bengals coaching staff, left the Browns, went to the Bengals. He couldn't resist the chance to be on the field for two more Browns losses this year.
3: <laughs> See, now that's a good closer. All right, all that's right. That's a good. great closer. We'll talk to you next week, sir. Thanks, guys. Nice Go Vikings. And take the Falcons with you.
2: <laughs> I never said football.
3: Right? Well, you yeah, didn't, that's true. That's true. true. Uh, who loves you more than me, Dan? Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Another great year with you. Happy Thanksgiving, Costello.
2: Happy holidays, guys. Thanks so much. I'll talk soon. Thanks.
3: Bye. That's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for your patience. I had to run out of the room and take a couple of phone calls. I got a couple more, by the way, during that hour, but I stayed right here because I'm totally dedicated. Mm. Nobody believes that, so I'm going to go home. What do you think of that? Now I have to go get my sack squeezed. Let's <laughs> oh, go get a hernia examination. I oh, hate, fun! a God. Let's <laughs> pay
5: for the MRI.
3: Exactly. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening, Tom Bernard Show.